0: Hello and welcome to the Total Soccer Show. My name is Daryl Grove and sitting across from me is a man who's smiling. It's Alexi Lalas. Hello. I'm, s-
1: I'm smiling because uh, as I'm sure you guys know when you do podcasts everybody associates it with their ritual of their week and in your yeah. case almost a daily ritual because of the amount of content you're putting out. But so I, I'm thinking back in all these images of where I was and where I was running when I hear you do this, <laughs> this you know, this introduc- uh, introduction. And I've never, obviously, seen it uh, in person. So it's a, a thrill, an absolute pleasure to, to see that and to be with you guys.
0: Thank you. And Taylor Rockwell is also here, as per usual. Hello. I am,
1: as per usual. I, I don't get
2: the nice rollout, but I'll take that. Is
0: this the first time we've
2: recorded a podcast in person? We've been on stage together, but I don't we've know been if on we've done stage
1: together. But yes, in terms of recording a podcast, wow, this, this, this is, will be the first time.
2: This is rarefied air, literally. <laughs> I because we're in Alexi's room. I don't know about that. It's, uh, yeah.
0: We're in a hotel room we, we couldn't afford. We're,
2: we're, we're in the corner <laughs> hotel room is what I noticed.
1: Ah, well, thank you, thank you to uh, Rupert, giving away Rupert, Rupert wherever you, you are. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, so, Alexi, we've got uh, listener questions that we're going to put to you today. But first, okay. we wanted to have you know a little chat about... Mm. What happened last night? The, uh, the All Star Skills the Challenge? Skills Challenge. You were there. Yes. Wasn't quite clear what was going on, but you <laughs> yeah, were judging. was I. Uh, you, were, you were judging? So, and you had your arms crossed.
1: Uh, okay, so they asked <laughs> us to judge. And if I were to come ask you to judge something, mm-hmm. you would think that there would be, because of the way that I just said that, judging involved in, yeah. in that you know, you're judging on something that's happening in a skills challenge. You would think it would be judging on Skills Challenge. Come to find out that actually I was there to be a conduit and a vessel to the Twitter folks, because I, as you know, I'm a man of the people, uh-huh. uh, and oftentimes of speak, speak for the people, I was their representative uh, of, the, uh, of the Twitter vote that people were able to vote on in that moment, and so I was like I said, just uh, being uh, translating it out in, in a visual form to everybody there. I would have much rather to have been judging on a continual basis, yeah. which is why when they, they asked me uh, at one point when, they, when we were on mic about what I thought, um, you know, I'm there to give you my honest opinion, and I was, and you, and I was your opinion was? I was underwhelmed and unimpressed that was the tone uh, he used no I, I i I was under the assumption that there were professional athletes performing in this, <laughs> and uh, at least from the first couple of rounds it it it, it there was some doubt as to whether these right. guys were actually professional soccer players yeah so if people didn 't see this there was they're
0: hitting the targets within the goal right. for various right. points and i would have I would have put my life yeah. on Wayne Rooney being accurate and just if he 's going top mm-hmm. corner for the number ten to like hit it dead center yeah. and for some reason that wasn't happening these guys couldn't hit volleys that were being crossed in
1: a couple of things happened number 1 just in general i think that the the level of excitement um and commitment when it comes to the players Going into it was was pretty low, and okay. that's to be under uh, that's understandable because it's a brand new type of thing. They don't really know what they're getting into, and especially yeah, yeah. players that maybe haven't grown up in the U.S., where skills challenges are kind of something that we do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a, a fear, or or at least a uncaring of the of the un, unknown that was about to come. So I think I see, that this is like this is a work in progress. I think it has real potential to be something interesting uh, going forward. They're going to tweak a lot of the stuff that happened this year. So this uh-huh. was to a certain extent a soft launch. Although the crowd was great, everybody came out there and you know, ultimately by, by all accounts everybody had uh, had a good time but uh, I think there needs to be more judging I think there needs to be more yeah. people out there saying yes no thumbs up thumbs down maybe uh, some crowd
0: interaction maybe yeah, listen, cheers for what you do people yeah. are
1: getting into there and you're yeah. professionals coming out and we want to see what's going on yeah. the other thing is as you guys know this is a game of motion mm-hmm. and not perpetual but lots of motion And so the timing that's involved when the ball is in play uh, and when there's actually a game going on sometimes is very very different than the the dynamic of just putting a ball down there and having to do it on a, cons- on a consistent basis yeah, yeah. so that's not to excuse their poor form at different <laughs> times but i think it will only get better as we go along but you were on the field with a lot of these guys the atleti
2: players as well mm-hmm. what was like did you get a sense of how the they felt about the overall competition like were they into it were they engaged did they just find it kind of weird and curious i think
1: there was a curiosity uh and and not a, not a confusion because it was pretty simple as to what you wanted to do. And so, for example, um, the crossbar thing at the end, which we saw, (laughs) which was a way to amass points very, very quickly. I think they're going to have to find a way in the future to limit it. Say you can hit the crossbar only three times. Or if you do put all the effort into having a golf cart go across with a target on it. You want to make sure that people are at least oh. trying for it. So make it 100 points or something so, like yeah, that. So if,
0: yeah, if people didn't see right. this, there was a very, like, a really nicely complicated <laughs> sort of series of targets for yeah. players to hit for yeah. various points. Yeah. But then there was a goal frame at the back with uh, the number 25 on the crossbar. Every player, every time, Went for the crossbar. Yeah, I think the idea maybe
2: was like, oh, players want to put the ball in the net, so we'll put up a bunch yeah. of different nets, and that'll appeal. And it's just like, no, players just
1: want to hit the crossbar. Coquelin's
0: like, not passing ten uh, yards for three points, right? No, exactly. No. <laughs> None of them didn't. really
1: wanted to take the easy, consistent type of way yeah. of, of 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 doing that. But you know, as I said, it's a, it's a work in progress. Yeah. I think it's got some real potential to do some things uh, going forward, and I think it'll look very different next year.
0: I will say this: I heard from friends in England; uh, they saw clips on uh, Sky Sports News, mm-hmm. and like very like it. It kind of went viral in in a weird way because it's. So so, like foreign to exactly. to foreign people, exactly. they were kind of excited by it. And so. I think
1: if those players had to do it over again, knowing what they know now, yeah. I think that would they would approach it differently. Thank God for uh, for Mueller from uh, yes. or, Orlando. At yes. least yeah. the kid, I think he's
0: the one who got it right. He got it. He understood
1: yeah. that people are there to see these professionals do something. And I know they don't I don't want them to get hurt or anything like that. But he got airborne and actually got, you yeah. know hit, hit the ball. And he understood that they were there for the entertainment and the performance. Yeah. And I love that. And so they should have given him some sort of trophy at, at the end of the day. <laughs> (laughs)
0: The Cash Muller
1: Trophy. There we go. That's what Bobby
0: Bobby Walsh was next because he kept screaming that every time. (laughs) Really? Every time Muller had a scissor (laughs) kick or something exciting. I just
2: we we were like we went into it. I think it was like a couple of us sitting together and nobody really was backing Orlando at the beginning of that one. I think only Jason Davis who talked himself
1: into Orlando before it started and he ended up being right. I would have voted for had I had my own individual mm -hmm. vote rather than being the voice of the people. uh, (laughs) I would have. Yeah, exactly. If I was an elite and and a king and 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 all I cared about was what I said I would have voted for Orlando specifically because of uh, Mueller and and the other thing I think they're going to have to figure out is the actual service for the, vo- yeah. for the volley. Yeah. And I was talking to someone yesterday about, you know, they have these ball machines that, mm-hmm. that serve. And, you know, who knows? Maybe yeah. in the future they kind of uh, do something like that. But I think they wanted to have a Doesn't responsibility. does Rob Stone
0: have, a, have a machine that he was...
1: I'm sure he does. Yeah. I'm sure Rob's, Rob has all sorts of <laughs> crazy stuff. And Bob, Rob's been around. I actually, uh, when, they, when they had the skills challenge a long time ago before you guys were born, um, <laughs> they, they had it. And Rob worked it. I worked it. Uh, even at the time... Because I took a year off in 2000, and they ended up having one of the skills challenges uh, there. I remember it was at... Uh spartan stadium or something like that and it was uh, it, so this is this is not completely new it has been done in the past but yeah. i think the way that they're going about it right now very quickly they're going to ramp it up and it's going to be something special i enjoyed the one
2: looking back at the one from
1: like 98 which rob was explaining you watched it last night when we i did. he was that. wearing the Teo polo
2: and the nike shorts with the giant check mark on the butt i'm sure yep. he enjoyed all the sponsorship <laughs> there but i love that they had the equivalent of like a long drive competition that one yep. like how far can you kick the ball so this one was a little bit further, like uh, up in the advanced category. My question then is: Which of those three from last night do you think you would excel at? It was the what, like, the one from the penalty uh, penalty mark where you've got like all the different uh, ones you can hit to it. get different points. Yeah, targets is the word I was looking for. Thank you. You've got the cross and volley He's sponsored by Target,
1: and then you've got the what essentially was the crossbar challenge at the end. <laughs> uh, the unintentional crossbar yes. challenge. I think so. In order of ability, I think that I would excel at the penalty into the targets uh into the, the six was the six card targets that they had up, up there or four in the corners when yeah you're hitting from the penalty spot and stuff like that i didn't count but yeah i think would be, i think I, I, that would be first no the volleys would be first the penalties would be second and the you know the uh, array of different uh, things in terms of long distance crossbar stuff would be thirty. And will we have seen you go for the bike if you were out there? Oh no, no, I don't get. Uh, I don't get any type of elevation, okay. or anything Like that, but I. But I, mean I can not really hit you've it hard. Them yeah, right? I just clear it out. <laughs> it comes in and I just clear it out. You
0: get away! <laughs> and
1: clear and it my goes. lines and then I just run up to the midfield.
2: <laughs> it's a very, it's a very different sort of skills challenge. Like, how far can you uh, head? We should do that. <laughs> the headed clearance yeah. challenge yeah. and yeah. see which defender can get it. The oh, if I was field. in
0: charge of uh, the skills challenge, I mean, there's threat of injury, but I'd have things. Like uh, aerial duels, right? Yeah. I toss it up for like two centre backs to. What are you the XFL? <laughs> like, you're just trying to yeah. hurt people. Yeah, I, I guess. think also <laughs> yeah. if, they,
1: if they're going to do these team type of uh, incorporate teams and stuff, if you had teams of five or something like that, one of the things that everybody does when they're playing soccer is play five v two. And if you mm-hmm. actually had a competitive side of five v two as yeah. one of the things too, so you get points for obviously the number of passes that you get. You get double points if you put it through the legs because yeah. everyone's always screaming and yelling at that about that. Uh, and you would have referees too, so the two people in the middle could just come in and crush you or anything like I that because like they idea. have referees so I think that would be interesting to see and that's competitive 5v2 well.
0: yeah it's less dangerous
1: right <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's my, my idea is but it gets moving. that was the other thing was a yeah. lot of stoppages and so from a physical standpoint you know starting and stopping even though it was 100 degrees outside players getting warm I think uh, I think is uh, is important but the crossing I think needs to be better um, And then, Did,
0: is it, was it a technical thing because I had an idea that maybe they were the field was too narrow no. so they, they didn't have enough distance to like loft it up and they were driving crosses in which made Made it
1: hard. Yeah, I think they were so concerned with putting it in the perfect place for them, and and, and rightfully so, because you want to have that have that that motion that you know it's it's not as easy as it looks. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that we were uh, we were proving that yesterday. I, I, I do
2: want to get to listener questions in a moment, but I have one more <laughs> skills thing that it's not really MLS related. I feel like US soccer should do this. They always are okay with making money. I want to see like a skills competition maybe maybe not 1990 but i want to start with like the 94 world cup team and do like individual world cup teams and have them put together three or four players because there've been a lot of former national team players in orlando and i've just been noticing how many of them are still in very very good shape yourself yeah. very much included like we walked past Marcelo Baboa today Tony mm-hmm. Miola's in our hotel and it was just like yeah, yeah. all of you seem like you could still play right now and i would like to see the skills competition for well, different World uh, Cup teams, and it
1: could it could morph into a, a senior type of tour if you. There yeah, we go. Yeah, I like that. There <laughs> you know? we go. I would send, do that. send, send, send the masters. A, they do the
0: masters, anyway. yeah. The masters, yeah. yeah you
1: know, and, and send it out. If, as long as we don't have to run very far, I think <laughs> everything's going to be fine. But yeah, there's a lot of guys I know that were sitting. Out. Stuart Holden, for example, mm-hmm. it was I I, w- I know it was killing him that he only could uh, kind <laughs> yeah. of host this thing as opposed to be uh, be a part of it. I know he wanted to hit it, so they, yeah, there, I think there will be a lot of takers if they said, "Hey, who wants?" To do this and put some, you know, maybe decade team of decades or something oh. like that, or team of five years or something like that. Uh, I'm copyrighting this idea. Right there, you go. It's ours now. It's ours now. It's ours now
2: now all we have to do is uh, have the money to do all of these things.
0: Yeah, we'll, so, yeah. we'll work on it. We'll work I mean, on it. There'll yeah. be ads in the show. Maybe we'll, what, we'll save our cash. That's
2: actually you, you. thought this was an interview. It's mostly just us pitching you this idea. Sounds wonderful. Yeah, let's get the checkbook out. It's, we'll see where we go. It, it's wonderful. I love <laughs> it.
0: Before we get to listening questions, I also want to ask you about tonight, right? Yep. So as we sit in here, the All Star Game is what just a few hours away, right? um i'm really interested in sort of so you're on the broadcast obviously mm-hmm. what what you do to prepare like is there a, is there a, so, a ream yeah. of notes here in this yeah, room yeah so uh,
1: or, i'm gonna stand up and move over people are listening yeah. obviously see, you, you can't you made see fun, it but I'm, you made fun of us for having sense. the long mic cords no, now exactly, you see what yeah. we did now we have the long <laughs> mic cords so so this is obviously our oh, rundown get to see it. Our right. rundown for tonight. You guys can check it out if you want. Um, so Thanks. we have a uh, a Twitter show beforehand. By the time people listen to this, it will be over, right? Everything will oh, be. Oh, we we'll publish pretty fast. This huh? will be out
0: this will be out pretty fast. Really? Yeah. Okay. So if you're listening before to we'll this before off. you actually watch yeah. the
1: uh, the actual game, uh, I will come on tonight and usually to start off a show uh, you need a kind of a flag post. Uh, and, you know, the, so when I'm doing stuff, it's why, why should I stay here? Why shouldn't I change the channel? So, boom, this is why. Uh, nothing keeps people's attention more than stars. It's called the All Star Game. We yeah. have stars playing. So, you, you can, uh, if you're listening to it beforehand, you can amaze your friends and say, hey, that, you see that ugly redheaded guy up on the screen? I bet you $100 that the first thing he says out of his mouth is, the reason why you should watch this game is because of stars. Zlatan, <laughs> Vela, Nani, Rooney, Rob Stone, back to you. That kind of, that kind of stuff. That mm. will be the, the, the flag post right off the bat. And so it's, and you're hoping to just
0: grab someone's attention. Yeah, there. that's oh, what you oh, want to do. To that that's time. what right, you want I'm to gonna do. Gonna and watch.
1: then from there, you you go on. We got a lot of different things. We are uh, miking up players. So not only are they mic'd up, but they can hear us on the field. So
0: Oh, Brad Gizan did it last G- year. Gazan
1: right? yeah. uh, uh, is going to be, is going to have it today. Nani's going to be at some point doing it. Uh, Paxton's going to be uh, doing it, so a All lot right. of these, uh, lot well, of these players Yeah, a lot of these players uh, are going to have mics during the game during warm-ups, uh, and they will be able to hear it. So John Strong and, uh, and Stu up top that are actually doing the game, uh, can talk to them. We can talk to them during warm-ups and uh, do that kind of stuff. So we've got a lot of bells and whistles going on. And then look, this is an advertisement for the league. This is also from yeah. a Fox perspective, we're advertising what we're doing in the, in, the, in the greater scheme of things. So for example, we'll have a, uh, a segment tonight about wrestling which is a big initiative for Fox going forward there'll be a wrestler on, uh, wrestler on site uh, we will be doing that kind of stuff you'll so. be asking
0: him soccer questions or?
1: Uh, yeah we'll be no we'll be asking him wrestling questions within okay. the soccer thing so look it's cross promotion so yeah, uh, yeah. That's, uh, that's part of the deal a, a, big, a big game like tonight where people are tuning in we want to make sure that if there are people that are into wrestling and there are certainly soccer fans that are wrestling fans too yeah. to understand that this is coming on Fox too so I'm, we're beholden to a lot you, of different things
0: Zatan versus the wrestler halftime show exactly right Oh. I, I, I think I backed Slattan on that one.
1: Maybe. Yeah. Re- I think like the rest not
2: used to the actual getting kicked in the face. <laughs> Just these sort of well, semi it, getting.
1: Kicked it in was interesting face. in our production meeting this morning because you know we talk about different things and what should we do. Blah 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 blah. And Rob Stone, who has been and done everything, uh, is always about play the hits, play the hits. Well, there's no bigger hit than Zlatan, especially right now with what's going on. So if Rob Stone had his way, we would come on air with Zlatan, we would then <laughs> interview Zlatan, then we would mic Zlatan, and it would be Zlatan all the time. It's not going to be quite like that, but certainly he is a big figure and, and, and a legend and something that you know, makes people want to tune in and see what he's going to do.
0: Hey, this is Daryl and Taylor cutting into our interview with Alexei with an ad, but don't fast forward because the ad's going to be good
2: i agree also i can speak for myself this is taylor yeah i say it my own way in <laughs> good, your face good job buddy thanks buddy good job i know how to say my name
0: <laughs> what's today's ad today's ad is dollar <laughs> right shave on. club brought to you by people who know how to say their own name <laughs> they certainly do uh they even know how to say their own
2: name and they know how to make quality products they which sure is do. a thing we very much enjoy i should add i packed my like i always forget if it's a dop kit or a doc kit i'm gonna say doc kit for the purposes of this conversation Excuse me, like what? the bag that contains all the stuff they sent. And that's one of those oh i see inside oh, of that
0: jason right. davis and i had this conversation i call it a wash bag that's what we call it in england that's absurd you call I mean, it the wash bag the things that you do are for like for the washroom for washing your face for doing for, various wash for washing your teeth see that's the thing is that that's what definitely the phrase exact, right exactly
2: <laughs> washing your teeth right there you washing your beard off with deodorant you wash deodorant on yeah okay
0: yeah i'm, I'm sticking I, I, with i my, wash my teeth with deodorant
2: my doc and then like swallowing the uh, the final syllable <laughs> kit.
0: No um, one ever but, complains that my teeth are sweating, I'm just they, saying.
2: There we go, that makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, we have the Dollar Shave Club dot kit, and then within it, or wash bag, <laughs> I guess. Uh, and within that, there were many Dollar Shave Club products that I brought with me okay. because they make so many good products. Taylor,
0: I love that we're on the same page. My, my conceit for this ad was mm-hmm. going to be to ask you, what did you pack for our trip to Orlando? Which Dollar Shave Club products did you pack?
2: Uh, I packed the toothbrush that we've spoken about many times. Of I course. packed the corresponding toothpaste that we've talked about several times. Okay. Uh, I brought the, the face wash because because I was relying on the hotel to have the shampoo and conditioner because they're slightly larger bottles. I didn't want to pack those, but uh-huh. the face wash is a nice one. And I and it's worth noting here that like when we do these sort of uh, trips, when we go to All-Star, we go to MLS Cup or the Coaches Convention, mm-hmm. we sort of accept the fact it's that... TSS field trips. It is, but we accept the fact that it's going to be... A combination of very late nights yeah, yeah. and usually pretty early mornings. there's
0: a lot of freshening up needs to happen. Yes.
2: So, that's a quick way to like put the face rinse on, wash off real fast, and now you can get out yeah. and like feel a little bit more awake. We went and played soccer today as an example. Yeah. That's a nice way to kind of like wake up before going out and <laughs> running around in 85 degree humidity. Yeah.
0: I, um, I will not give you many for guessing because I think it's a really obvious answer. Mm-hmm. Which product do you think I packed? The prep first? scrub? The
2: prep scrub. You packed the prep scrub just in case you need to exfoliate while in Orlando? I
0: exfoliate every day, my friend. I <laughs> Exfoliate <laughs> every day it avoids ingrowing hairs in my stubble oh is that how it works yeah all right because what it does mm-hmm. i feel like i've explained this multiple times and you keep forgetting i don't know what you're talking dead skin kind of accumulates between follicles uh-huh. and that's what eventually causes ingrown hairs because it causes blockages exfoliate literally means like actually i don't know this for a fact but i think exfoliate means removing <laughs> dead skin
2: that sounds very made yeah. up <laughs> <And laughs> well, only so, it no, healthy but it feels mm-hmm. good as well right because yeah.
0: you're shedding you're shedding the dead skin so feel good look good play good which the, I almost did this morning
2: you almost did you played very well yeah, get out okay, of here yeah. but yeah so you can do all of those things using Dollar Shave Club products and right now you can put the quality of Dollar Shave Club's products to the test yeah their ultimate starter sets have basically everything you need for an amazing shower close shave or clean teeth the best part is you could try each one for just five dollars
0: so after that the, the restock box mm-hmm. ships at regular size products it ships you regular size products at regular prices but get your ultimate starter set do it f- for just five dollars at dollar dollarshaveclub.com slash tss that's dollarshaveclub.com slash tss which by sheer coincidence is the acronym for our podcast that the, excuse me the initial great. the initialism you did our your podcast, best you right? did your best with it that's the uh, sad part right so thank you
2: very much to Dollarshave shave club <laughs> for sponsoring today's episode yes it's very sad uh that is all from you and me in our hotel room let's yeah. return to you and me with alexi lalas oh, in his hotel room
0: we'll be back later with another ad what about Atletico? Because uh, I've got a feeling that, like, even though they're obviously a big, big team, but they're not, say, Juventus, like, last year, right? And, like, Graysman, who might yeah. be the player that everyone right. knew, is gone. And, like, personally, I'm excited about Joe Felix, 126 million euros and all that, but I'm guessing most viewers won't know who Joel Felix is. So does he get overlooked because he doesn't have the name recognition? Or will you guys try and promote the idea, look out for this kid? Yeah, he
1: gets overlooked because of the team. And as you mentioned, this is not the sexiest type of name yeah. on the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, we're supposed to call him Felix. Uh, so oh, you, we will be doing that tonight. We were told that, we're, that that's how we're supposed to go for it. Who, who, um, does, that, who does that come from, by yeah. the way? It comes from our researchers and everybody. And then it's just a kind of a... a, a um, a fox wide type of thing is when we're I talking see. about this player. This is what we're going to do. So and, does it and it with Felix?
0: it's like a Van Halen no green M and M's thing. It's like no, <laughs> no, it's not. we're not trying to be cool. We're not try- <laughs> trying
1: to be elitist. I mean, like I just whatever they tell me to do. I'll you know not whatever. But if they, mm-hmm. in this case, if they want to, if that's what they want to call them, that's what we'll uh, call them. Although it's spelled uh, Felix. But so to, to your point, this is a team that's going to compete for La Liga. Yeah. Okay, this is a team that. They can't cry poor, okay? This is not a a little engine that could, despite what (laughs) and people want you to believe. That's not the case at all because when you go out and spend $125 million on the next big thing and he didn't go to other places and traditionally where other uh, young Mm -hmm. phenoms would go, that's a good thing. Why, why is it interesting is because, as you guys know, this team is notorious for being pragmatic, mm-hmm. uh, which is code for boring, uh, mm-hmm. and more defensive, but certainly effective. So now that they start to have some of these players where they can actually play a more expansive type of uh, style, does Simeone allow them to actually do that? And do, yeah. we, do, they, do they morph and evolve into something much more, dare I say it, entertaining in terms of what they're doing? Or do you have a young player like this that you paid all this money for and then you put him into a pragmatic, boring, defensive counter type of system? Is that really something you want to do? It'll be interesting to see what what happens. And not for nothing, but uh, even though it's preseason, they're just coming off a slaughtering of uh, Real Madrid. So this is a team that is very, very good. Um, And then you wonder about the MLS players and individually, and this is the other thing I'll probably say in the open is that Players have a responsibility to themselves, to the team they're representing, to the league. Uh, and I think that they take that seriously. They don't want to be embarrassed. They don't want to yeah. do things that are going to have them or the league or the, or the team be viewed as negatively. And to a certain extent, you, 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 it's hard to win in these games for MLS because you beat the team. Well, they're in preseason. It wasn't the real team. You, you lose to the team. How could you not beat a team in preseason? Yeah. It just shows how far behind you are. So I, I've, I've been doing this for so long now that people are going to say what they're going to say. As long as it's a celebration, a good time, and there's entertainment, I'm, I'm good yeah. with it. it. Yeah,
0: sit back and enjoy it. Sit back and enjoy it. Do you it. have any more all-star questions, or should we get to listening questions? I kind of do. It's more about like, the production side it. again. Sure. I
2: just wanted to ask this. Rob Stone seems like a person who will happily talk about soccer mm. and has opinions on soccer, but he is the person who's tasked with introducing and hosting and throwing sure. to somebody else. Does, do you think that gets hard for him at times? Like, do you ha- have those moments where you can tell he wants to say something but is instead tasked with keeping the conversation going?
1: No, because I am consistently trying to get him to actually have more opinions. <laughs> really? We <laughs> were talking this morning because few people know that one of Rob Stone's first jobs in soccer back in MLS in 1996 was the uh, color uh, analyst – for the tampa bay mutiny so they are in there the opinions are in there. and by the way I, i'm sitting next to him driving to work and i hang out with him so i know that the opinions are <laughs> there but i think he does feel that from a tv perspective and rocks, what yeah what he what yeah <laughs> between the yacht rock that we're cranking he wants to make sure that he's being that traffic cop mm-hmm. and being that referee at times and bringing the best out of the people that are there traditionally to give their opinion and i don't think he wants to clutter it up i i am i just don't I don't agree with him. I don't agree with that's the, that's the way to go. He's got them. I would love to. I think that hosts, they're a human being there. A lot of them have seen more soccer than even some of the people that they're working with. Mm-hmm. And I think that mm-hmm. their opinion is as valid as anybody. Your opinion is valid as my opinion. I, I hate this, this elitist uh, uh, class type of thing where, well, you played, so you must, you must know more. No. Everybody watches the game, you understand the game. Are there some little things that maybe you can have more nuance to and understanding? Yes, but I have sat with people that uh, have never played the game, and certainly not, or or not played the game at a high level, and they are incredibly informative and incredibly interesting and insightful in the things that they do. And I've also sat with people that have played at the absolute highest level that are absolute morons (laughs) and don't say anything entertaining or interesting. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, People you, forget
0: you, Rob Stone played D1 college, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Colgate, so he's, yep. there he's you go. a high level. He'll tell soccer. you.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I would add, though, that while Alexi was saying all that, he is wearing a tie and cufflinks, and Daryl and I are not.
1: So I do think that puts yeah. you in the authority yeah, is, position. Uh, yeah, this is business on the top uh, and party on the bottom here.
0: <laughs> I've just realized, that, to your point about like Rob like, being responsible for moving it on, yeah. like the the thing that you handed me when you said, hey, take a look at what we're doing. Yeah,
1: it's, yeah, it's called it, a rundown, and it's almost in a different language sometimes. But it
0: essentially looks like a clock of the entire broadcast. It is. It is down to the second. I mean, I... I if we did this for our show, mm-hmm. we would spend all day doing this, and we wouldn't have time to record the show. I mean,
2: I, I got overwhelmed when we were doing, like, Kickers broadcasts in Richmond because it was, like, a couple of those things. That is the most – I mean, that's a full-on Excel spreadsheet of yeah, of times is. and places that you have it's to be ten pages. And it's be the best
1: laid plans, let's yeah. let's be honest. And there's times where we go long, and then we have to cut things in real time. You have to say, well, we we're going to talk about this, but we're not going to talk about this. Or we, we're going to give you 45 seconds here, but now you only have 20 seconds, or you're not going to have anything to say. And so – it, it it's, it's a guide, and, and you guys know we've been down here for a few days. <laughs> there, yep. there are storms that just show up uh, at random times, yeah, and yeah. so we have to be prepared for the possibility of uh, a lightning delay or something like that where we're going to have to vamp, and if it goes too long, then we have to go to other programming. So there's yeah. a million other things that people behind the scenes are trying to figure out, and it's all within this rundown that is is a guide. It's not, we don't always follow it completely, but as you mentioned, from a timing perspective, which is the most important thing, it's in there, and if you go long on one segment uh then it's going to ha- you'd have to make it up on a different segment
0: mm-hmm. so if so, you so Skycam Katie walks to interview that could not happen if there's lightning
1: it could yeah, it could not happen but
0: <laughs> that makes sense
1: so
2: if you then if it doesn't happen, if you do have to vamp mm-hmm. I imagine that like chemistry is at least a decent part of that. You and Rob, obviously, sure. have pretty good chemistry. Sure. With, you don't necessarily have to name names, but I'm assuming there are times when you've worked with a lot of people and a lot of different broadcasts. There are times when probably the chemistry isn't there or there's awkward moments. Like, how do you deal with that, Like you personally? Because for me, it would be like, I think I would always be second-guessing. Like, ah, that could have been better. Oh, maybe I should engage more. Maybe I should try more. Do you have that, or is it just sort of you're doing your thing and then I, we're moving I on? I think
1: in this job, because of the turnover and the different people that you're working with, I think you've got to be skilled enough as a mm-hmm. as a human being in, in social interaction to suss out the situation pretty quickly. The person that I'm working with, what, what makes them tick? What do you need to do to get the best out of them? Have something in your back pocket. So for example, this summer in, in the Women's World Cup, I was working with a, a group that ended up being wonderful, but we were also working with a group where some people had never done TV at all. And some people had done TV, but they'd only done foreign TV. They've never done American TV. And American TV is an animal unto itself. And it's (laughs) at times very difficult and frustrating sometimes for people that have done TV elsewhere to figure it out because it's so short uh, and you have to be able to edit so quickly. And as I said, in real time and figuring all that out. And as far as the, the interaction with people, I don't know. I think you just you're either good at seeing somebody and sizing them up from the start. And so when that moment comes having a little nugget. Rob's wonderful in having a conversation with somebody. It could be a very, very quick conversation and immediately seizing upon that one thing that he knows he can have in his back pocket to say, uh, you know, we were talking earlier about blah, 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 and you said this. Can you elaborate on that? And then you're putting that person in a position where he or she is is going to be good, put in a good position because you've already talked about it to an extent. You know what they are going to say, and you can ask them to elaborate on it. And it's not... The worst thing you want to do is throw something... Uh, at them where they are uncomfortable um, and that it's not it's not always bad to be uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but where they're uncomfortable and then it's bad TV if they can't give an answer or something that's satisfying and interesting and entertaining and informative
0: is there oh, go ahead i was gonna say speaking of giving answers we should get to listener to questions but if, you have, if you have
1: another question i, I mean i do i, if you I have, time
0: I, 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 <gasps> have time I mean
2: I'll, I'll keep i'll keep an eye Alexia's is a hard out as as the broadcast <laughs> schedule has already indicated <laughs> so we'll keep that in one mind but i guess my last question about this then and then yeah we can do listener questions is is there one person that you've re- like particularly enjoyed being on a panel with or you felt like like brings really interesting takes or takes a different perspective Let's see, I've worked
1: with a lot of different... You really um, have. I've I've worked with so many different people. You know, look, uh, anytime somebody comes on and... I don't know if that challenges me, Mm -hmm. but... In a direct sense, I disagree. No, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) but sure, you can do that, and that's that's certainly fine, and I and I enjoy when that happens. But I I like people that challenge me in a way where they make me up my game, Mm -hmm. Uh, and it might not be even something directed at me. It's not. It might not. It's not as simple as saying, "Well, I disagree with you." It might be them doing something that really really plays well, and I'm a competitive person, and I want to make sure that I'm keeping up with the people uh, that are around me and being challenged. And you can only challenge yourself so Mm -hmm. much. So having that external challenge so over the years, you know, someone like like Michael Ballack, That's I was
2: really wondering uh, about that it, one. It,
1: it was a weird thing because if you had asked me beforehand if that was going to work, uh, I, I would have said, I don't think this is uh, and it was going to work. And it really worked. And I think specifically it worked because of who he is, number one. Um, the language wasn't a barrier, but the, obviously he was performing in his second, his second mm-hmm. language. And then you know it's sometimes about appearance and optics and all the different things that he says and and uh, it, it was it was a little serendipity in, in the way that it worked and it was and it was fun and we he understood it I think you have to be in it's not a joke but you have to be in on what's going on and recognize what's going on and then you mind that thing for all that it's worth and 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 go forward so I, I had a wonderful time working with him when I first worked with Ian Wright Ian Wright is a, a, a really interesting guy in terms of the way he he's actually one that. Michael got frustrated at times with American television. Ian Wright, I think, really, really enjoyed it because yeah, he, he, was well, coming, he was coming from an English uh, side of it where they have all sorts of time to talk, and we were like, no, this is what we're going to talk about. This is how much time we're going to talk about, and so you better have your you-know-what together when we get going, he, and he loved that. He also loved that, I think, he felt that oftentimes they get into the weeds and a lot of stuff, and yeah. they get two X's and O's about things, and we wanted to... Bring as many people into the tent as possible, and so he was able to talk in a more expansive type of way about what was going on, as opposed to just specific type of things.
0: Yeah, he's the one on English TV. He's always manages to. He's actually in a weird way similar to you, where he has the knack of like just saying the the one crystallizing the thing in a quite short way that will get people's backs up, but in a good way. It's like a strong opinion expressed in very few words.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, that's. I was speaking at a. Uh, Uh, a broadcasting school yesterday that's that's here in the Orlando area and uh, you know they were asking me about different things and I'm making it up as I go along too and making mistakes as I go along too but one thing I have you meant the remarks
2: you were just making it up well I definitely was making up the (laughs) remarks but this entire thing I'm
1: I'm making it up as I go along I like to think that I've gotten better but I, I still have a long way to go and but one of the things I have learned is the ability as I said beforehand and then maybe even more importantly in real time to be able to edit yourself mm-hmm. uh, and to be efficient in the words that you choose so that you do uh, you're able to plant those flags and those, those signposts and say this because that's what people that's what people remember and you yeah. can you can elaborate on it later on but less is more in in television when you're talking about things all right. All right. Are all right. you I, ready?
2: I, I feel like I've done a... This is my final question enough times. So, yeah, let's get to some listener <laughs> questions instead. All right, so we? we have
0: all kinds of listener questions to choose from. Um, if everybody's okay with it, I'm going to start with... Are
2: you just going to scroll through and find one? Carl Gertz's yes, question. Yes, he is. Yeah. Um, I like
0: it. So, again, this is kind of for all of us, but we're going to address it first to our okay. guest, Mr. Alexi. Lallas. If you were to be appointed manager of a historic oh, wow. U.S. men's national team whose results disappointed, for example, 1998... yes. 2006, 2018, you and you were tasked with rewriting history to get a better result. Um, which year would you choose, and what tactics or formation would you employ to would you deploy to achieve <laughs> a better result? I'm going to assume your okay. answer is 1998.
1: It would be 1998, although I, I will. It's better to have gone to a World Cup and sucked than never to gone to a World Cup at all. <laughs> and last summer, it. it it was not good. It was not good in the moment, and it was not good yeah. for soccer. And we're still feeling. I say we, ultimately, the, mm-hmm. the team, but we as a soccer playing nation are still feeling the effects of it. I yeah, mean, I think Berhalter's
0: suffering. For yeah, it. like it, his it, reputation, weirdly, with fans is yeah. down because the way the they team was qualified before yeah. he was there. Yeah. The way
1: the team is perceived, the, the the amount of people that come to the games, the amount of media coverage, all of that has suffered, and it's helped to him to win that, win those hearts and minds back. But as far as 1998 goes, we know the fiasco that existed back then. There, I think it was an incredible wasted opportunity. And if one thing pains me is that we wasted that. And I say we because we are all at fault yeah, for what yeah. happened there. And so to be able to go back and, you know, the the coaching situation at that point determined with Steve Sampson at the helm there, determined that they wanted to change things in the World Cup, basically, and leading up to the World yeah. Cup. And I would change things in that I think you dance with the ones that brought you and the ones that had been successful and... You gave that '98 '94 team four more years of maturation. Keep in mind, when I stepped on the field in 1994, I had never been on the books of a uh, club team. Yeah, uh, ever. you were contracted to US ever. Soccer. I was to contract- play in those we those, had played for two right? years as internationals, yeah. and so I did it really backwards. And myself and Kobe and others did it backwards, where usually you go to a club team, you play well, you get recognized with the national team, you go to the national team, you play well, and you go on from there. All my experiences is why we all have all those crazy amounts of caps for my generation. So I would love to go back and to see what that 98 team would look like if that core was allowed to actually be on the field. I mean, there was a point there where myself and Marcelo Balboa and Tab Ramos and uh, uh, Eric Winalda and all guys, I'd look down the bench. We were all sitting there on the bench. It would have been nice to see what it would look like if you would let that kind of play itself out at the Mm -hmm. ultimate um, moment in that World Cup in 98
0: and, and tactically wasn't there an issue where yeah
1: this 3-6-1 and all that kind of yeah. stuff that, that that Steve changed to yeah and that would be part and parcel don't change don't change it going into the World yeah. Cup and all that would, so I've heard you- Ronaldo
0: talk about how like the team was really aggressive yeah. uh, but then at the World Cup like maybe just the, the idea was oh we need to back off a little bit because these guys are so yeah. good w- we that- would
1: have liked a little bit more romance and belief that you know what come hell or high water this is who we're going to yeah. be and if 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 it, we fall flat on our face, at least we're doing it in the way that got us to that World Cup. Yeah,
2: going to make it slightly awkward. Uh, if you were the manager of that team, would you also like uh, assign a personal accountability buddy to John Harks? so maybe like things don't get quite so uh, sideways in terms of him not being on the squad anymore?
1: No, I would have said you guys figure it out. It's not, okay. my, it's, it's not my problem or my business unless it's going to affect my job or what we're doing here. And I think if – I've always said when it comes to that, that situation, I, I wouldn't – i wouldn't have cared it's none of my business That's to be right. quite honest right. and it's amazing what players will put up with in order to win john hark's i wanted him on my team because he made the team better okay and who you are as a person yes it matters and i wish everybody's kumbaya and running around and having a good time but i'm gonna let you in a little secret that doesn't that, <laughs> that really doesn't happen works. even the best teams in, in the world uh but but I would have liked to have been in a situation where we had the best possible players uh, there that made up the best possible team
2: Actually, if you, if you don 't mind not necessarily about the ninety eight team but just in general that 's a question i 've wondered is like a lot of the teams we play on is like they 're composed of you know our friends and people mm-hmm. we know and people from that soccer community and even if you 're not you know, if you don 't like get along you 're not best friends with all of them you 're at least kind of cordial with them and you don 't spend every day with them. How like disruptive can that be, and how do you get past that? If you have new people coming into a locker room, and it seems settled, but then somebody else comes in, and now it's a little bit changed, or like in the case of the U.S. at times, and you've got like the German like Americans coming in, and that can throw stuff off. Like, Is it just the case that the will to win really kind of supersedes everything?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you're in a very high competitive type of environment. These are all individuals that throughout their – not their just careers, but probably lives have been very competitive and want to win – and when you want to win as i said before it's amazing what you will accept and deal with in order to get the uh, mm-hmm. to get that win when i look at at that team as i said you don't you don't you don't and i wasn't friends with everybody and i would love as i said to be in a situation where we all got along and we all related in a way but that wasn't the case at all and it wasn't i was putting up with people ne- mm-hmm. necessarily but i recognized that i was very very different than this person but Ultimately, I just need that person to do their job on the field. Now, I don't want them being an asshole off the field (laughs) uh, to me because that can – and I'm not saying that dynamics in a team aren't important and Mm -hmm. and having a positive, healthy type of relationship and work environment isn't important. It absolutely is. But a positive, healthy work relationship – environment doesn't necessarily mean that you like everybody or you agree with everything that people do or say.
0: Yeah, Teddy sharing of and Andy Cole. Remember that whole thing at Manchester United? They wouldn't even speak to yep. each other. And yet, yep. they were in the trouble. Yeah. Right, and they're a I, I don't
1: think there was a situation where... Players wouldn't speak to each other. Yeah, yeah. And was if it was extreme. We kind of were also there. we were a bunch of assholes, to be quite honest. <laughs> <laughs> I take that back. We were a bunch of within ourselves. Like yeah. we would have called that out. We would have we would have dealt with you know you're you're being a jerk and it yeah. would have it That's would good. have. There's an honesty to that. It right? would have manifested itself in a bar somewhere, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then we would have sorted it out. It wasn't a lot of drama
0: ready for next question Uh,
2: I think I do Uh, Ryan LaRose uh, asks or says I guess in the interview where Zlatan said he was a Ferrari among fiats uh, he also responded when asked if MLS will ever reach the levels of Europe or South America he said quote in Europe I can pick two clubs that make money the rest don't they do it out of passion here with the sport you make money that's it Mm, that's harsh and I think uh, with all the rules you have here you are not boosting up the soccer end quote Uh, is he right asks Ryan
1: Is he right about what? I mean, he he basically, in a nutshell, just explained the irrational type of business that goes on when it comes to most leagues around the world, which is the exact same thing that MLS is working against or to to not do. Um, And it was interesting. I don't know if you heard Don Garber when asked uh, about Zlatan the other day, and I can't remember who did it. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not attributing it to whoever did the interview but he he was talking about Zlatan and said he he loves Zlatan Mm -hmm. and everything like that but like a lot of times this is a person talking that is not privy to all of the details uh, and the realities of the business that he is playing for and so I think he in a strange way was pointing out the realities of the business that exists around the world but i don 't want this to be a charity mm-hmm. i don 't want this to just be a situation where you come into it and you and you lose money you can You can be passionate about something and want to be involved in something and still recognize that you have a fiduciary responsibility to other mm-hmm. if, if it's if it 's a public thing obviously a public thing or if it 's a if you have a group of people that are that are part of it you 're responsible to them so I think he painted a very graphic picture. And by the way, Zlatan benefited from a competitive standpoint by always being on those two teams that he's talking yeah, about and noting. surrounding himself with the best players because they, you know, they, they, uh, they hedge their bets by doing that. And then you have the haves and the have-nots. And Zlatan has always been on the haves as opposed to the have-nots, which is why it's so interesting to see him in an MLS situation where... The parity relative to leagues around the world is completely different, and obviously it's manufactured. I, I think I agree with that because the, yes, you can make arguments about Major League Soccer
2: being like a little like like the MLS All Star Game presented by Target as an example, but like you can you can see those examples of maybe a little bit corporateness. But his argument then that like Europe doesn't have that anymore is what I find particularly frustrating because I think in a lot of ways that it goes back to the age old like oh Europeans it's about the beauty of the game and how wonderful it all is, and here in America it's all it's like. Really, like I'm pretty sure the Glazers on Man United. Yes, they're American, but like they're not doing it for the love of the game. They're doing it to make money. They're doing it to be able to print money, basically. And I think a lot of Premier League clubs are the same.
1: I, I just I came out with a, a podcast today, and uh, I was t- I was talking about Zlatan, and I put it in the in the context of his elbow from the other day, and but it applies to what you're talking about here because uh, he, I think, in many ways, is both talking and playing in an antiquated way, and therefore. He is – I know he calls himself the lion, but the reality is is what he's painting himself as is a dinosaur in the way that he plays the game uh, in terms of at some point either you evolve or you go extinct, right? <laughs> And the way that he looks about the game, uh, looks at the game, especially from a from a business perspective, it is. And by the way, it is big business all all over the place. And to suggest that it that it's not, or that it shouldn't be, his own clothing company. Let's just throw that one out there. Real fast. It's naive. And look, at at best, it's. you know naive at worst it's disingenuous because he had, he knows fully well about the business that exists around the world now i love that i love that he talks i love that uh, all the stuff that uh, that he does but you have to be able to evolve and you have to be able to change and just because you liked the way the game was run or played either from a competitive or from a business perspective in the past doesn't mean that it's going to continue to be that and doesn't mean that you get to say it should be that because it's going to go the way that it's going Mm -hmm. to go and either you evolve and change with it or as i said you become a dinosaur and you become extinct
0: and part speaking of becoming extinct like maybe Zlatan is not so aware of you know the history of soccer in the united states and the leagues that have you know spent money like nasl uh, in the 70s and 80s and then and then gone out of business, right? Well, part, uh, of, yeah. part of the MLS thing of not, not spending uh, money uh, irresponsibly is it originates with the idea of making sure this thing survives and grows and doesn't accidentally like, collapse in on itself.
1: He would not be the first professional athlete to speak uh, from a position of uh, lack of knowledge right. <laughs> or history or understanding when it comes to uh, <laughs> the business of the sport.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's Daryl and Tyler interrupting again. Hooray. We still know how to say our own names. We do. My name's Daryl. Your name is? Steve? Steve? no taylor am i alexi nice try though nice am I, try. am i tall <laughs> you know you are not quite as tall as no. yeah that's
2: that's definitely true <laughs> as you
0: know i am taylor and
2: i am with daryl to talk about today's sponsor policy genius our friends over at policy genius uh these days a lot of workplaces offer some pretty nice perks a snack station 15 flavors of soda water even insurance but while it's nice do, to have do a we hand- have those at Soccer show we like? sometimes do we sometimes have uh a snack station in that we have like a large bag, like a large container of trail mix or something like that. We have that a shop around
0: the corner that we go. We yeah. do. That that's, that's, that's our snack station.
2: Our snack station. Yes. <laughs> well, it's nice to have a handful of trail mix uh, and some water that tastes faintly of pamplemousse. Uh, Big fan sh- of the pamplemousse sh- shots at Lacroix. Uh, that's not <laughs> enough to subsist on, and neither is your workplace life insurance. This is where Policy Genius comes in.
0: So it's the easy way to shop for life insurance online yep. in minutes. You can compare quotes from top insurers to find the right amount of coverage at the best possible price i want to
2: go back to i i do i want to work at one of these places that has a snack station and 15 flavors of water is
0: that a thing we could do that if you want i feel like that's if that's what your heart wants it's just a normal thing now we we can get a snack station I don't know, because th- then... And a ping-pong table. Then I have to worry foosball. about
2: Daryl's like, hatred of cucumber. I have to find out if there are if cucumbers or pickles yeah. in any of the po- products, and yeah, the it can no, be a whole thing. the
0: no-cucumber snack station. That's what we want.
2: <laughs> that works. <laughs> um, but say you're okay with the snack station at work, but instead you want to focus on maybe the life insurance options, <laughs> uh, Policy Genius in minutes can get you uh, quotes that you can compare from top insurers to find the right amount of coverage at the best possible price. I'm
0: glad you repeated that copy point that yes, I said. Yes, <laughs> sir. (laughs) So, remember, workplace life insurance policies are, like workplace snacks, better than nothing, but not quite enough. I feel like they haven't seen the snack station I'm imagining. It's going to be more than enough.
2: I like that we're talking about your theoretical snack station. That's good. I'm sure...
0: Theoretical for now. It's going to happen in, what, two weeks' time? <laughs>
2: I'm sure our friends at Policy Genius are loving that. Um, so, yeah, you can head to policygenius.com today and find out how to supplement your workplace life insurance and better protect your family.
0: Policy Genius, it's like a buffet made of life insurance. <laughs> and what could be more delicious than that? Eat up the life insurance at policygenius.com.
2: You should do that. Now, uh, <laughs> thank you very much to Policy Genius for sponsoring this episode. Uh, let's get back for one more time to our conversation with Alexi Lalas.
0: All right, we got time for one another question. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. And actually, when you have the, the hard out, please, please, no, I'm don't, fine, I'm fine. don't be shy about no, letting no, We don't want to make you late for the Fox. Absolutely podcast. not. This is, the most, Im- this is the most
1: important thing in my life right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, you mentioned uh, your podcast. We should let people know. State of the Union. State of the
1: Union. It's yeah. back. We uh, we took a little hiatus, as you guys know, being the uh, podcast experts that you are. Uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, well the the truth out there that we all know in the conventional wisdom is that you have to have a consistency and that 's yeah. what that 's what garners your uh, your listeners and that ritual we talked about that people mm-hmm. associate with their with their lives so we bucked that and said alright we're going to take, take a couple months off uh, but kind we kind of had we, a whole World Cup, we did. We had a World there. Cup <laughs> so there was a reason why it happened but we're, we're back and so if anybody out there listens to it I appreciate it and if everybody doesn't uh, you can check it out it's uh, as we say a, a look at the uh, the beautiful game through the lens of red white and blue colored glasses
0: alright and it's available wherever you listen to this search for State of the Union all of it and, all you, of it, yeah. and you'll find it next question comes from Kai Weitinger mm-hmm. so Taylor I'm excited to us this because we've had this question ready to ask for a little while but we've uh, been almost nervous oh boy. about answering it oh
2: boy. all right it's more it's more so it's one of those that feels like it needs a lot of research so we're just going to throw it at you
0: right yeah. now yeah. we'll answer it
1: like zatan no research no context <laughs> no understanding no appreciation for anything okay here we go
0: kai asks how did this seemingly giant gap between the usa and mexico i'm assuming national themes is what he's talking about mm-hmm. arise well first we of all do we agree that there's a gap
1: uh yeah, I think that there's, I think it's valid and fair to say that there is a gap. Yeah. If for nothing else, that you know, Mexico qualified for the last World Cup and yeah. the U.S. Men's, men's team did not qualify for the last uh, men's World Cup. And so, but I'm also, I've been around long enough to know where this back and forth of the gap has existed. And there was a time where, uh, we talked about the gap. I remember hashtagging the, the gap. So it's within the Twitter age. <laughs> I remember saying, oh, the gap. And there was this gap. And, oh, Mexico is going to leave us behind. And then it completely changed. And we had beaten Mexico. And usually, a lot of it has to do with Gold Cup and qualifying. And did we win. We had a Dosa zero within there. And, and all, all of those different things. So I, it, it goes back and forth. The pendulum has swung back again where there is indeed a gap between Mexico and the U.S. I don't think it's as gappy as people will make it out to be. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, and is it concerning? It is in that they, from a proximity and and soccer perspective, are our biggest and closest rivals right now. Yeah. But I don't think it's something that is, that is so, I don't think it's insurmountable in terms of not just, just lessening that gap, but then having that gap go the other way. If we qualify and finish first in the, in the, in the group, um, and then get out of our group and go farther than Mexico, then we'll be sitting here saying, yeah. oh, there's a gap, is it the other way, and oh, Mexico, that'll Tri, so, really having problems.
0: So it's not the Grand Canyon. It's No, more like, it's
1: definitely not. It's
0: more like the little gap when you get off the of London. It's and a gap. Grand. It's yeah. a gap. Mind the gap. Mind the gap, but there don't be too concerned about it. But why is it there right now? I, I'm going to throw a theory at you, and no, I think... No. I don't have a full explanation for the background for this, but I think it's a generational thing. I think uh, Brian Shireta, I'm, I'm sure you're aware of his story. They wrote for American Soccer Now a while back about the the missing generation, mm-hmm. um, and I think the ages line up. That same generation is the Mexico team that won the 2012, won gold at the 2012 sure. Olympics. Right, so it's literally, I think, a generational thing. So to me, the question is not so much why do Mexico have that talented generation. What, it's the, it's the question is, why does, why does the U.S. have that missing generation? Right. That's what we're suffering through right now because the future looks bright, right? I think there's a lot of kids that we're all excited about right now. You mentioned Paxton Palmical mm-hmm. earlier. Alex Mendes just signed for Ajax. There's all this stuff happening. Um, but why is there this missing generational gap? right now i don't have the answer i'm just throwing it out there to see if anyone has any ideas
2: my my answer would be as pretentious as it's about to sound that like nuance is hard and that like (laughs) i think right now like like if you want to go into it about like why is there like a relatively like not as deep talent pool as we would like to see Mm -hmm. i was gonna say relative talent like gap but whatever um basically i think it's that like if you want to go into that about like okay well then there's like this this there's this failure at like u17 level and this failure to qualify for this but like that gets kind of complicated and challenging because the new question
0: is why does that? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I think it's in not the me end, my parents it's just was like, kid, but why? But why? Yeah. But why? and so,
2: exactly. <laughs> and so I think in the end, it's just easier to cut it off and say like, oh, we're just not good enough, and we don't produce enough players, and yeah. the system is wrong. And and I think like you can have qualms about like the system in US and pay to play and all that stuff, but I think a huge part of it is just that there's a lot of like multifaceted aspects that come from being a very large country that has a lot of different competing interests when it comes to soccer. Yeah. But I think I think you're absolutely right that it's that that sort of the failure to qualify for a lot of uh, competitions at youth level you're seeing the ramifications of that now yeah. it's how you there's deal a lot with of that. Warning signs, right? exactly yeah. yeah that's the could
0: we blame development thing? academies i don't mean blame it but i mean there's there's essentially been a huge change in how the entire thing is operated in the last 10 12 mm-hmm. years and maybe the, is it possible that the the missing generation that we talk about is essentially just the growing pains of the us soccer development academy system but now it's kind of coming good right because all these kids that we're that we're enjoying seeing now are the fruits of a more successful-looking development academy system. Maybe. I
1: think you've hit on something in that the landscape of soccer <laughs> right Darryl's now in the United States looks very, very different than obviously it looked 10, 20 years ago. Yeah. And, you know, I, 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 I grew up uh, where my parents um, would uh, read up read us uh, Aesop's fables. I don't know if you've heard of these, but oh, yeah. the, the, the yeah, fables yeah. out there. And there's, there's this one about this uh, – uh, this farmer and his son going to town on a donkey and at one point he puts his son on the donkey and rides to the town and people on the side say you know why to the son why are you having your father walk alongside and so they they change and the and the father gets on and they start walking and then somebody else screams from the outside well why do you have the father walking when the poor son is on and so then they they both get on the donkey and people are screaming how can you do that to the poor donkey and they go to town and they're taking the donkey to town to sell him and so they get off, and they carry the donkey, and then they trip, and they, the, the donkey falls into the river and, and, and get washed away. And the, the moral of the story, obviously, is that if you try to be something uh, – if you try to please everybody, you end up pleasing nobody at all. And I think we have, for of, of recent years, we've tried to be everything to everybody. And while that is, to a certain extent, admirable because of, of what we are, um, I think that – that going forward and this this goes to your point of of development academy we have so many different styles and philosophies and thoughts and now so many different pathways that lead all over the place that it's become maybe even in, in a strange way more complicated now that's not a reason to go back and to become what we once were but i think that there is a a strange element of in the past it was easier to organize when we just said this is the way we're going, and we were, and I know this, this isn't a, a good word, and I've, I've talked about this before. It, at times, we were more exclusive as opposed to inclusive. And I know when you're not inclusive from a country standpoint, that's that people go crazy like that. And that's not what I'm suggesting at all. I just think it maybe in the past, in a strange way, while it was more exclusive it was easier that's not a reason to continue to do that but is maybe a reason why we are going through these growing pains we'll come out of it the other end and I think we'll come out of it better so we just suffered through the the transition yeah it's just a real big transition I mean what soccer is today compared to what I was playing in and certainly what I was growing up in it is night and day um, and it means that everybody's got an opinion and everybody's got a way of doing things, and there's so many more opportunities and resources out there that actually putting together 23 players to represent this, uh, this great nation of ours has become, in strange way, more more difficult or more challenging. I don't know if it's more difficult, but it's certainly more challenging. And once we get through those challenges and kind of figure it out, um, I think we'll be, we'll be better off. And then just, just just to follow up on the on the Olympic part of it, we, we haven't had that opportunity. Mm. You talked about what Mexico did. Yeah. We haven't had that opportunity. I came from the Olympics. Myself, Kobe Jones, Brad Friedel. These are We all matriculated out of the 92 Olympic team yeah. to play on the 1994, and then obviously guys went on to 98 and 2002. But that group was together in 92 in the Barcelona Olympics and then played on the, uh, on the 94 team, as was, say, an Eddie Pope in the 96 Olympics that then played on the national yeah. team. And so having that as a pathway and using it, and we haven't, we've failed, we've wasted those opportunities, I think is key going forward.
0: What's the, um, what is the, I mean, I can take a guess, but I would prefer to hear it in your words. What's the value of going to the Olympics in terms of how it prepares you for, say, going to a World Cup, right? Because the World Cup is right. just a much higher profile soccer event. Right, but there's got to be some value to go to the Olympics. So I'm interested to hear like what you gained from it.
1: I think well, first off, you go through a qualifying process, if, yeah. unless you're hosting it. But if you go through a qualifying process, understanding and going through those types of games and those types of players and those types of opponents is is crucial to understanding what qualifying is in our our area. Right. Secondly, look, we are judged ultimately by how we do in a World Cup. And it is a mini type of World Cup. So you understand how group play works. You understand how researching and understanding your opponents is going to play into how well you do. All of that kind of stuff. Understanding how to be a tournament type of soccer player is important. And it, mm-hmm. is, it is sometimes gained over time. And the more opportunities you have to be in that type of environment of, all right, this is, this is the end, the end game of getting, qualifying and getting there and doing well. Which is a very different type of mentality than in a club type of situation. So the more opportunities you get like that, the better off you are. And then playing different nations and playing different types of styles and all that kind of stuff. So it's what, it's a good thing.
0: Is there value to learning to spend an entire month with the same twenty plus sure. group of guys? Absolutely. Yep. All of that kind of yeah. stuff.
1: The dynamics that we were talking about earlier, yeah. they, they start to manifest and you start to understand even what we were talking about. You might understand, okay. I don't necessarily like this person or hang out with this person, but I like having him on my team because he can do the job. And I'm good. And we'll, we'll, we, don't, we, don't, we don't hang out together all the time, but, uh, but this is a person that I want on my team. All, all right. right. I, I've got a, a, at least one more that I think is sure. slight, slightly simpler. Yeah,
0: should we go one more yeah. and then we'll give Mr. Larris time to literally put his pants on so he can go ah, to the broadcast? I suppose so. <laughs> uh,
2: David, David Powell asks, uh, I'm suddenly noticing the bumps on players' backs. I assume oh. it is a monitor of some yeah. sort. Do you all
1: know what it is monitoring? So I never played with them, mm. but it is. it is. It's monitoring everything. It's monitoring... Uh, a lot of times, it's it's how far the players are running and the types of sprints they are, and at what speed they're doing, uh, and it's fed into a computer, and then it's spit out in terms of the analytics uh, of uh, and that that informs either what happened in that day and may be a reason why either someone did well or poorly. You might look to it and say, okay, you know, this is where you were suffering, uh, and they can break it down into periods in the game, all that kind of stuff. Or it can be in terms of recovery, well, this is what this guy did, and he overloaded here, 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 and here, and either we can you know, work on that to not have that happen, or we recognize it happened, and therefore, we have to tailor his training habits and or his uh, intake and fluids and and food and all that kind of stuff. So it's amazing what what they look at right now, what they monitor now in order to get the slightest advantage out there. I
0: I understand it to be a mix of like physical health type things as in heart rate and all that. Plus just tactical stuff in terms of literally your GPS location on the 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 field. field. Yeah. I mean, those things do everything. I think this is how out of it I am
2: when it comes to like statistics and analytics is that in my mind, I get all of that, everything you just said. And I'm still like, but, but Why? (laughs) Does <laughs> like it like, feel like an overwhelming amount of data? Just, like, if you put
0: that data yeah. in front of me, I just would not know where to start. Yeah,
2: it's like, it's like okay, so that guy needs to run harder and, like, from 60 to 65? Like, <laughs> is that part of your game plan? I guess they have like, professionals that no, are it, experts if, in this. If,
1: so. if you get... True. Very true. That's why they don't hire us to do it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, data from one game isn't going to do you any good. But eventually, if you are to accumulate something for... I don't know who's playing tonight. Like, Diego Chara or mm. something like that. If you recognize that when this team does well... There's a correlation between the amount of running he does, the places that he runs, uh, and even, I don't know, the, the, the day game versus night game. Whatever it ends up being, that's what these people are there to do, to crunch those numbers, to use the analytics, to use the numbers that they have, to give you some sort of edge. And you can have an advantage as a player. I, you know, I, I had rookies. Track my every touch. They would sit on the sideline, and I would say, "You need to." You asked them to do it. Yeah, yeah. I'd say, "You, you sit on the side." Because this was back in the day where <laughs> you know we were. We, weren't even, we didn't have a paper and pen we were writing on tablets no it was uh, it, it, because I wanted to know how many times I lost the ball and as a center back I knew that I couldn't be losing the ball if I was losing the ball two or three times a half that's a that's a bad thing that's not something that I want to do but we weren't tracking them from a team perspective and so I would have people look at it or I would do it myself post game I would look at the, the, the tape and do all that kind of so I, I would have loved to have had this type of analytics because I think I would have used it does it always tell the full mm-hmm. story well I don't think it ever tells the full story but it can give you a good idea of what the story is and if you amass enough of it you can come to understand i am best when i am doing x y and z
0: so if though if the rookies were telling you you've lost the ball three times right. was with the more information than that like was it specific areas of the field you're losing it in and then you know to do something no different because i knew when i
1: lost the ball yeah. uh in terms of that moment but i wanted to have actual numbers okay because uh, i knew I'm not talking about, you know, a long hopeful ball or something that's lost like that. Okay. That's a loss of possession. But if, if I'm losing a simple ball out of the back, uh, that that's not a that's not a good thing, and yeah. then I would match oh, it up. i anyway.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I would match it up with <laughs> uh,
1: with the actual video a uh, video out there. So now they just put the, something on the back, and it just spits out all the data for them. All it's right, easy.
2: No, now rookies get to actually like play
1: and stuff. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're,
2: they're not frantically trying to track all the, the touches. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Uh, yeah. Well, Alexei, we really do appreciate you taking all the time for having us over and for uh, letting us disrupt your day. I am sort of in awe of. Of you and folks like you who at these events, are just like, "Oh yeah, I've got twenty minutes here. come on by and it's like you have twenty minutes free today like that's insane to me that you're, <laughs> you spend five straight days like just doing stuff that oh, sounds look, this is exhausting I,
1: I I live an incredibly uh privileged and charmed life in terms of of what I do i'm very, very lucky I do not take it for granted, um, and I love what I do, and I don't want to do anything else and so this is, uh, this is nothing it's it's certainly doesn't compare to 99.99999% of the world uh, out there. And so I want to keep doing it as long as I possibly can. But uh, as I tell you guys each and every time, uh, I love the fact that you are part of the uh, the soccer family and everything that you do. And while people like myself often get a lot of uh, kudos and pats on the back and, and credit for what's happening, I am well aware that it's People like you and men and women that have come before that are, that are working right now. Uh, people we know, people we don't know in front of camera, behind the camera, all not over the, the place. Right. Not, huh? the, not the cooligans, Definitely not the cooligans. Uh, <laughs> I think the intro to their show would disagree. Definitely not them. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody. So I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. It's, uh, it's wonderful to hang out with you guys in, in a live capacity. And it makes my runs coming up when I'm going to hear your voice and in your intro that much more vivid
2: um that is that is genuinely very sweet and and does mean a lot except that listeners he was saying that while looking straight at, at Daryl and gesturing at Daryl the entire time, so I feel like that was a like Daryl is very valuable, and then Taylor. I mean that is, thing uh, on your
1: face at times. Uh, as someone who, who who is is of the of the uh, the beard uh, and the facial hair, it, it is. I mean it is. It's got a life of its own now. It I mean, does. This is, I mean, I'm
2: not even. I don't even grow it anymore. This it just, is. It just, just, it just exists. It's, it's just full. It. Yes. I mean, I feel like you're
1: using rich oils to make it look. You know, you're, you that are much correct. Of, oh.
2: so that's that's how you make it. There's, there's should be, there should be
0: a Dollar Shave Club ad somewhere we have to put
2: that one in there now. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. uh, People
0: with beards, put stuff in it. Otherwise they put smell. That's how it, it. That that's, that's how it works. That's how it works, man. That's how it works. <laughs> All right. We'll close by saying, Alex Ash, thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you. <laughs> Taylor Rockwell, thanks for taking the time to talk to us today. Yeah, and right, listeners, you, thank you for listening. Uh, to the total soccer show i've forgotten how we close the show thank you for listening have you ever done this before (laughs) Jesus, you're horrible it's my first time (laughs) thank you for listening and we will talk to you again very soon there it is